episode 257, Cloak and Dagger, season one, episodes one, First Light, and two, Suicide Sprints. Welcome to level seven. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello and welcome to a very special, it's always special when we get to do an episode like this, episode of Welcome to Level 7. And why is it special? Well, for one, it's special because I, Ben, Ben Avery, am not alone. I'm here with Agent Lestew from the UP. Hey. Hey. (laughs) So that always makes it special. Um, But also, it's a pilot episode. Yay. A pilot episode. And so even though it's taken some scheduling gymnastics and even some recording gymnastics, and you may notice... Um, there's a little bit of an echo where I'm recording, um, and that's because I'm not at home right now. I'm actually at a um, family retreat where we uh, serve families who are affected by disability, and uh, that's my whole family is here for that, and we, we do this every year for two weeks. And uh, yeah, so we're, we're in the middle of that, in the midst of beginning that, I should say. Um, but even in the middle of that, we got this thing going on here, a pilot episode of a new MCU show. And even though we're probably going to play your favorite game, Stuart. <laughs> yeah. Your, your favorite game. Is it of, in the MCU? It, I don't know. We still haven't made a uh, sounder for it. Although <laughs> it, we, maybe we need to. I um, practice because, one every, <laughs> almost every time I drive, but anyway, let's not go into that. <laughs> <laughs> so is it MCU? I'm going to say, based on the first episode, yes. I, I, I truly, truly believe. But also based on what the producers have said about the show. Um, but, yeah, it's a pilot episode for a new MCU show. And so this is fun. We've done – what's cool about this, though, is we've done a pilot episode for Daredevil. We've done uh, mm-hmm. Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, uh, Inhumans, obviously Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Defender. Defenders. Uh, we haven't Iron done one for this. We haven't done one for defenders yet. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> Why well, we, we both said it at the same time too? <laughs> <laughs> we were just so. ticking off. We were just uh, let's let's back up and say not defenders, but Agent Carter. Yes, very good, very good. So um, it's amazing when you think about how many MCU shows we've had happen. Oh, Runaways too. Yeah. They're, so um, <laughs> they're all technically the MCU. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so here we are talking about another one. And um, I know that there may be some people out there who have never heard us before, never heard of us before, and you just you're you're uh, checking in because of Cloak and Dagger. And so if you're just checking in now at episode 257, um, the reason there's 257 episodes is because yes, we haven't done Defenders yet or Jessica Jones season two. Um, but we've talked about uh, a lot of MCU shows and movies. And so this episode, we're going to talk about the first two episodes because they aired back to back on one evening. And so we're going to release an episode um, in line with that. Uh, here's the other thing. Those of you who are waiting for Defenders, yes, we know. <laughs> and we, I mean, <laughs> I'm not really apologizing, but I'm kind of apologizing. But um, 
the reason we chose to go with uh, Cloak and Dagger uh, after Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5 closed out was because Cloak and Dagger is happening week to week. And I do know um, a lot of listeners prefer to listen to things as they're coming out. And so as Cloak and Dagger is coming out, they want, you know, and, and so that's that's kind of what we're how we're approaching it. Whereas Defenders, um, you know, while we could have done that back then, but when it came out, I guess. But um, uh, it's it's a little it's a slightly different animal. And so we as soon as actually Defenders is next on the list after Cloak and Dagger. It's it's defenders and and then it will be Jessica Jones season two. No, it'll be Punisher. Uh, oh, it'll be Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be Defenders, okay. Punisher, Jessica Jones, and okay, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, late. And, and I'll it's be fine. honest right now. <laughs> hey, I haven't watched Punisher yet. It's so um, hard for me to get through. <laughs> and I haven't watched Jessica Jones season two yet, and um. It hasn't come out yet because I think it's still what four days away, five days away as of what? No, maybe maybe ten days away uh, from when we're recording. Um, so about a uh, week to two weeks from right now, uh, Luke Cage season two, mm-hmm. which trailer looks really good. I might actually. Um, I I'm, I hate to say this because it makes me. I might actually skip ahead. <laughs> I might actually watch that before I, I finish Punisher Jessica Jones. Oh, oh, interesting. <laughs> well, you know, it's, that's your prerogative, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's fine. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, but but also, I want to <laughs> say, if you if you're coming to us fresh from Cloak and Dagger, thank you. Um, however, you found us, whether it was the TV Time app or or whatever, thank you for uh, for hitching a ride. And like Ben said, there's 257 episodes on it. So, if you like what we do, you got some listening. Yeah, and hey, uh, also to those of you who are just checking in with us right here with this, uh, we do want to talk a little bit about our, our spoiler policy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't foresee us doing much in line of, of spoilers. Um, actually, I, I think we're going to spoil Agent Carter more than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> uh, based on some of the stuff I have to talk about here. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and we avoided uh, spoilers for uh, Infinity War for like, I don't know, five episodes when we were talking about agents of shield. And, and so we would just wait until after the credits to talk about what's, how mm-hmm. does what happened on the show affect what happened in that movie. Um, but our, our spoilers policy, generally speaking is if we've talked about it on the podcast, it's fair game for us to talk about, which means defenders and details about defenders and Punisher and Jessica Jones season two are not things we'll be talking about here, but um, everything else that's come before is kind of fair game. That doesn't mean we're going to go out of our way to spoil things. And honestly, uh, the only thing I'm going to say about Avengers Infinity War, and I'm just going to say it right now, and it's not a spoiler, but that is to say that um, they have gone on record to say that most MCU stuff that comes out between now and Avengers Infinity War Part 2 or whatever they're going to call it takes place before Infinity War. And, right. and that's all there really is to say. So like um, anything that could reference Infinity War, unlike Age of S.H.I.E.L.D., which kind of <laughs> referenced adjacent to, but not quite. But we, hey, listen to our episodes about uh, yeah. Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. to find out about that. But it's so like this episode, what we're watching right now, this season of Cloak and Dagger takes place before Infinity War. And right. I'm OK with that. And and to be fair, they don't actually give a time frame before that, so it could be 
a year before Infinity War. It could be 10 years before Infinity War. I mean, I don't think so, but um, they yeah. don't give a they don't give a specific time frame on that. I, I think for this, maybe we're looking at, you know, a few months or, or, or you know, six months or something like mm-hmm. that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. They, they don't say when specifically. They just say before. Mm-hmm. And so that allows us to avoid spoilers even more as far as um, talking about specifics coming from Infinity War. So, um, but if you haven't seen Infinity War, uh, what are you waiting for? Yeah. yeah go, go see it. <laughs> it's, I, well, I still recommend it. Ben, will you wait for them to go see Infinity War? Let's just press pause. Uh, okay. You no, saw no, it in your back. I'm going to say... Well, now, now you told them to press pause. They already did it. They went and saw the movie. But if you didn't do that, just go ahead and wait. You know, you, you can <laughs> you can listen to this and then yeah, you're you're fine. You're fine. And yeah, but I, I do recommend it, especially. I mean, it's such a big part of the MCU mm-hmm. that you, you, you got to see it. You got to see it. So and okay. if you don't, it'll come out on video next month. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Although on the big screen, it just, it was gorgeous. It was, it was very, there was some really good looking stuff on the screen there. Hey, you know what else is gorgeous? Cloak and dagger. Uh, I was going to say solo. Oh, is it? Very pretty looking, uh, pretty looking film. Yeah. I have yet to see that. Which is why we won't be talking about it post credit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah. So cloak and dagger, cloak and dagger. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Um, and I, uh, I watch this on Hulu because I don't have cable, but it is right there on Hulu for you. So um, you know, go to Hulu.com, sign up for a free trial. You know, and and uh, this will be on there on Friday. It, it's on uh, Thursdays at eight o'clock. Is the uh, I believe the time that it runs on Freeform if you're going to watch it live. But um, then three a.m it will appear on Hulu for you. I, yeah. I think it's also <laughs> on the Freeform website. Um, I don't know for sure, and I don't know exactly how or when it comes onto the Freeform website, but I have heard reports of people watching it there without having to watch it on Hulu. So your mileage may vary, obviously, um, but check it out. Yeah. Sorry, hang on. Yeah, I know a lot of times for um, for a website like that, you have to sign in with your cable provider, but um, that might be another option for you, at least as far as watching it not in real time. Exactly. And you can also set your, your DVR or whatever. But so um, yeah, let's talk about uh, episode one, first light, and uh, you know, I, I I I debated do we just blast through the whole plot and then talk about this. But I think we're going to do it like we usually do, which is kind of act by act. And there's five acts based on, um, when commercial breaks landed. So, um, we're just going to, I'll just, yeah, let's just jump into it. Jump. So ballerina, Tandy Bowen tries really hard, but doesn't measure up to the others as she's told to focus in a dreamlike flashback. Um, but she is forgotten 
at her ballerina practice, and she's like seven. Uh, she calls her dad at work, gets uh, picked up as she's doing pirouettes on a bike rack in the rain. Uh, and as they're driving to go home, dad gets a little upset because he's working on something. He's talking on the cell phone. He's working on something. And whatever it is that they're working on that he's talking about, the government needs to be called in. And he's talking about, you know, we're going to have you know, the structure is going to buckle and it's going to explode and blah, blah, blah. And then what he's describing, they just happen to be on a bridge that oversees an oil. Oh, what do they call that? Um, the the oil. An uh, oil rig? An oil rig. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, it explodes and it causes their car to go off the bridge. Now, interspersed with that, we're also seeing the story of Ty, who's wearing his brother's hoodie, and it's enormous on this kid. <laughs> but he looks kind of like, I don't know, a superhero you might recognize from the comic books. And uh, not that he would recognize, but that we might. Um, kind of looks like Cloak. He watches his brother walk away from breaking into a car to, quote, retrieve stolen property, uh, a stereo. Uh, so he does it. He goes ahead and breaks into the car, takes the story out, gives it to his brother in the rain. And his brother is not as happy about this as uh, as Tyrone thought he'd be. And on the way back to take it back, uh, the police come and and stop them and they run and the police confront Billy and shoot him. That's the brother as Ty watches. And then at the same time, the factory, not the factory, the, the oil rig explodes. And so Ty's brother falls into the water and Ty runs and jumps after his brother into the water. And meanwhile, um, we, the car that, that, uh, Tandy was in, um, she's underwater. There's kind of this light thing going on and there's kind of this darkness thing come, going on, light and darkness, they intermingle. And then we are now years later. And we see two very different lifestyles. We see Tyrone playing basketball and he's got this, um, uh, it's a private school and, um, he's, uh, he's playing basketball and this white kid is pushing him until he can't take it anymore. And meanwhile, Tandy is playing people. She's, she's not playing basketball. She's playing people. <laughs> she's finding rich kids and drugging them after nearly seducing them and then ransacking their house. And so you have um, Ty, who lives in this nice ho house, and it's a supportive family. Uh, and then you have uh, Tandy, who is robbing a very nice house. And it's just uh, two very different escapes afterward, because Tyrone got into a fight on the basketball court. Not That's a bad situation for him. Um, uh, Tandy's escape is drugs, and she puts on this dark sweatshirt with a, a hoodie sweatshirt and she kind of cloaks herself in darkness and meanwhile um tyrone's escape is into music and he gets into bed and he's he's cloaked in almost nothing he's he's wearing his boxers you know going to bed and that is act one setting up the meeting uh, of the two kids setting up the kind of origin story of the two kids and also setting up where are they where do they live and what kind of life are they living so that is act one thoughts, Stuart, about our characters here. I, yes, several. Um, well, at least two, uh, I really appreciated. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I don't know if this is something that is current in television media or not. Um, but the idea that, um, Tandy is, 
the one that has um, socioeconomical problems, and Tyrone is the one who's living in a nice house, um, is impressive to me, um, if no one else. So I, I like the idea that they've they've sort of taken these stereotypes and reversed them. Um, she's you know, the cute little white girl who's having drug problems. And he's the rich black kid who's having, you know, uh, he's fighting on the court, but they're still having these same real world problems, but they're having very different socioeconomical problems. Um, and I, and I appreciate that. Uh, I also really like the, um, the character development. These people, you may not know them, but you're definitely intrigued by them pretty immediately. Um, especially with the whole car wreck and everything from the beginning. Um, you know that's going to be a thing that comes up and and Roxon is a thing is a place that's gonna be around and um and if you know that's the one little Agent Carter tidbit that we have or connection, um, because they were that was Roxon, right? Um and I don't yeah, remember yeah. if there was any other Roxons in, in the MCU, but definitely uh Agent Carter. And and so Roxxon shows up a lot in the MCU. Uh, I, I think he showed up in uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Um, I oh, think. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's shown up in in Agents of Shield as well. Um, but and and maybe even in one of the Netflix series. But I think that's kind of one of our big connecting tissues for for the MCU. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's a connecting tissue. Um, whether or not it's it's more than than. Agent Carter, I, I will defer to the people who've seen it a million times, uh, which I'm not. Uh, so, yes, I really did appreciate the characters. I liked them. I To quote Daniel, I was tense, um, and I appreciated that. It was nice to see what they, what it looked like. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't I, – the Agent Carter connection – wasn't necessarily the Roxxon connection, though. Uh, although Roxxon looms large in, in this show, uh, literally uh, big, giant, lit-up words, uh, letters. But um, for me, one of the big connection things was, you know, just I don't know, the the, the darkness um, kind of reminds me of some of the the dark matter stuff that was going on in the second season. Uh, so some of uh, Tyrone's power when we actually see it just reminded me of some of the stuff that we saw in agent Carter and it doesn't work the same exact way, but it just, I don't know. It reminds me, it reminds me. Um, but Roxxon was definitely a big part of, of agent Carter as well. Ben, are you so, going to break them into and, song now? No, no, I'm not going to break into song. Okay. Cause hello darkness, no. my old friend. I, I, I don't know that we need to hear that right now. <laughs> No, not right now. I, I and I, I, yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not okay. going to do it. But yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing, though, you, you talk about the kind of the um, the flip flop as far as um, who's who's living what lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a flip flop from the comics. I mean, in in the comics, um, Tandy was from a, an affluent life, although she is kind of in this as well. Uh, but she, she has it taken away from her. But, um, you know, and the other thing that I was really surprised that they kept, but in all honesty, um, when I read the comics recently that kind of presented the origin story of these two characters, I was surprised, you know, something written in 1982, how much it resounded with things that are happening today as far as, um, 
kind of well the idea and this is something that's never happened to me obviously because i am a you know 43 year old white male um but the idea of people being stopped for being black which is Mm -hmm. kind of what happens here the crime that ty committed hasn't been reported yet nobody or if it has been reported nobody knew who who had done it whatever but they they stopped these two kids because they're african-american kids and um and then what happens with uh, the shooting of his brother, uh, who you know th- this is very much in the, in the public consciousness of the these um, people, you know, being shot, um, being unarmed, um, and again, um, kind of the the way it's being described by some people, it's it's just a horrible way to put it. But it's there's no other way to put it. It's just being shot for being black, you know, and um, and that was in the comics. That was in you know the comic from 1982 was um, this ha- this thing happening where his brother uh, is trying to protect him, but the way he's going to protect him is you know we got to run from these cops because they're they're not going to understand and they're not going to um, you know give us a fair shake or whatever and, and that's what's happening here is um, you know they could have tried to explain it maybe but there's there's the fear that okay so if we try to explain it you know are they going to listen well. Well, you know, later on, no, you know, and at, um, at one point, so it's that personal brother, reaction to what's going to happen. At one point, the brother does even say, "Look, we're just going to go put it right back," and that doesn't yeah. pacify the the police officers. Now it is it is. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. So yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's again, and then the other thing is this is the origin story. You know, this is how did they get their powers? They fell into the water after an explosion of something that had to do with some sort of science. Pretty much. <laughs> and that's that's a you know, not a not a bad origin story as far as as far as that goes. I mean, were that's they, very, very comic book. Were they blinded by science? I don't know if they were blinded by science or if they were blinded by the light. Oh. You know, maybe. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. All right. So act two, act two is the invitation to the party. Um, thinking back to when Roxanne blamed her dad about everything that went wrong. Uh, we get a flashback to Tandy's house, her mom's house as they ransack the house and they're going to lose everything because Roxanne owned all of it. And the government is investigating everything right now. And Roxanne is blaming Tandy's dad. And they're going to lose everything. And meanwhile, her mom pops a pill. Back in the present, all the stuff she stole, she and her partner are only getting $500 for it. And they need more money. So they need to steal more stuff. And there's a party that they heard about in the woods. Speaking of that party in the woods, Ty gets invited to the party in the woods by the cheerleader team. And it's a cute little little moment between teenagers that makes me wonder what my life would have been like if I had been a teenager with the devices and the access to computers and um, phones and stuff that the kids have access to now. Um, I still would have probably been as much of a loser as I was back then. But it does make me wonder, what would it have been like? Would I have gotten a girl who would just give me emojis, you know, to remind me that she's a human being? If he says no, I, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Anyway, uh, Ty gets invited to the party. He goes to the party, and we get Ty and Tandy, and they meet cute. But actually, she's stealing his wallet, so not so cute. Um, She spills beer on him, 
And as she's helping him, she takes his wallet. So when he tries to buy a beer for the cheerleader who invited him, he has to run after her because his wallet is gone. And he catches her. And when they touch, boom, powers. Her hand lights up and he has darkness dancing around his own hand. And he says, hello, darkness, my old friend. Again, I'm not saying it, but... um, so they, they meet in the present is what happens here. They meet cute. So so did you get the impression that they did not have powers before this meeting? I get the impression that they never had a chance or opportunity to really use them. Like I think maybe, I don't know, I think maybe their proximity together, it either activated the powers or they need that proximity for their powers to work. Although their powers work later on without them being close to each other. Yeah. So, but clearly they had powers when they were underwater. You know, things were happening underwater. And so that moment they used powers. It's just the question is now, what is it about now? And is maybe it's like that mutant triggering thing where they, they had these latent powers they just didn't know. And then touching each other, um, just kind of kickstarted it again. Uh, I guess. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, it, I, I don't know. That's, that's, that's one of the big questions I've had through these two episodes is how do their powers work? Are they, you know, there's lots of questions surrounding them. How did they get them? Are they connected? Do they have to be in the same room? I don't know. Definitely the slow reveal is happening. Absolutely. They're not telling us everything all at once for sure. No. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I like this though. I, I like what we're seeing. I like what we're getting. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know. and they're flawed characters. And I think that is, I mean, I don't necessarily want all flawed characters. Um, there's a character moment in season or an episode two that I, I, I don't like, but um, we'll get there. So yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying the characters. I, th- it'll be nice to see where they go and how we get there. Yeah. Yeah. So in act three, uh, we see the them reacting to what happened uh, with the the big power boom, and they kind of recognize each other and remember each other from the water. And they touch again when he tries to stop her from running, um, and her hand glows again. But she she kind of gets away, and he gets her bag of loot. Um, so after she runs away, she's standing by the statue of an angel, and she looks like she has wings, and uh, you know, clearly she's processing all of this. And, um, after she goes back to her partner guy and they have relations and, um, it's interesting. There's a lot of stuff happening in this show without words being said, but then there's a lot of words being said as well because she's looking at her hand and it's not glowing, but then she's like, you ever think about God and angels and miracles and stuff? And, um, has that little moment with, with him, because, yeah, something weird has just happened. A, a miracle kind of thing has just happened. And meanwhile, Tyrone sneaks back into his place, into his, into his room. Um, he goes to bed. <laughs> so um, the, I, I, the thing I found the most interesting about this was just kind of the, the wordlessness of this where she's, she's done with her boyfriend and she sits back in the, the passenger side of the car and you know, she just touched Tyrone the night before and her hand glows. And now she's with her boyfriend and 
there's nothing. And, and it's just kind of almost a moment of disappointment for her. And clearly, you know, she's thinking about the connection she has with this guy that she doesn't even know. But, um, but then she's also asking these questions about what's going on here. What's causing this? So that is act three of episode one. Any thoughts before we move into Ty using his powers? It, I, I'm liking this little reveal. I'm, I'm interested to see, like I said, where it is, where they're taking us and how we're getting there. Um, I, I think Tandy is a, is an interestingly flawed character and, and I'm interested to see what she does throughout the series. Yeah. My, my one fear is that this is going to be the slow reveal over the entire series. <laughs> like, um, you know, it, there was certain seasons of, let's say lost, <laughs> you know, just to, just to throw one out there where they would answer questions, but then they'd ask more, you know, and I appreciated that. Now, once you get to the end and, and you get the, all the final answers, then, you know, we can debate whether or not that was good or not. And, and, well, uh, you know, I would probably be right. And you, you know, anyone else would be wrong. Um, but, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, I just don't want this whole season to just be, here's questions, questions, questions. I, I want some answers and then new questions, you know, that's what I want. Oh, but I do yeah. like the slow reveal in this episode for sure. Well, I, I think there's going to be, I think if we're, if we're going to compare this to an MCU model, that's already out there, this is going to be closer to a Netflix series or, or even runaways rather than agents of shield with the, like the pod model. Although I think there's only 13 episodes of this, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I, so if we're going to compare this to lost, um, this is, I think at the heart of romantic, like a romance drama, whereas lost was like an action adventure drama. Yeah. And it's not fair to compare this to lost. I mean, this is it, way better. No, no, that's not why it's not fair. <laughs> it's well, not fair because, <laughs> and also we're not going to go there. <laughs> it's not about the quality. It's about the style. You know, you're right. Right. This no, is a, I, a very I, different kind of show. Yeah. And this is, this is definitely two characters and then the satellite characters around them. Mm-hmm. And so, it, you know, we've got Saturn with its moons and you've got Jupiter with its moons. And, um, so we're going to find out about the people who are in orbit around Tandy and around Tyrone. But, um, but you then know, only weird. little snips and bits, right? It's not called cloak and dagger and friends. It's called cloak and dagger. So the, those right. two people are the main thrust of this series. And I like that. Yes. I, I, I like that. I mean, I like, I like our show agents of shield, the ensemble cast. I, I, you know, nothing wrong with that, but I do like the idea of just really zeroing in on these two characters. And so these actors are carrying a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And I think they're carrying it well. It, it seems to be, especially in this first, you know, first 15 minutes of this episode there, the characters no. have realized there's none of this, you know, in a lot of, uh, pilots, maybe not so much anymore, but a lot of pilots, it, they're just trying to figure out what the show is like, and then they'll change it as they go. This feels very grounded already. This, you know, I, I, f- I think I remember this was like a 13 episode 
series order to begin with, not a pilot. We'll try it out, see where it goes. This was chunks, very similar to like what Netflix and Hulu do. Yeah. And it's interesting because I've made the excuse before too of, you know, okay, well that show is just finding its footing, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, well, Star Trek, the next generation, I think is the classic <laughs> example of a show that went from being, yeah, it was okay. It was all we had as far as sci-fi goes. So we all watched it, uh, to being, you know, some fantastic episodes of science fiction in season three and season four and, you know, and beyond as well. But I especially remember season three and season four as just being like they really hit their stride. They really understood these characters and what this show was. And I feel like you're right as far as this this episode. They know what this show is. Right. Going into it now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. OK, so act four. They know what this show is and they know what's happening. We don't know what's happening yet uh, <laughs> as far as like how their powers are working. And so for act four, Tyrone wakes up on top of the building in his blanket Okay, so um, he's, got he's standing at, He's got his what? He's got his blayblaze. That's what they're <laughs> called in my house. Um, we call him a night night. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, he's standing on top of the Roxxon building, and he's got this blanket. And it's billowing behind him. And it's very visually striking and clearly setting the tone um, – to say, you know, we do remember the comic book character and what he looked like with this big billowing cloak that was doing all sorts of crazy billowing before Todd McFarlane was doing any kind of that kind of thing with with Batman's cape and stuff like that. But um, you've got the billowing um, blanket uh, in the comic books. I don't know if you listened to the episode I did for Comic Book Time Machine, but uh, like they reveal the origin of his cloak. And the origin of this cloak is that a uh, random tablecloth that they find like in an alley. Um, and that <laughs> becomes his costume for like years and years is this, it's a tablecloth, which I hated it. I, <laughs> now it fits the origin of the characters because of this kind of street level thing and they are, you know, they get their powers because of, you know, uh, drug related, uh, criminals and that sort of thing. Um, you know, it's not a mystical cloak that you would get like in, you know, Middle Earth or from or, Hogwarts. Or Doctor Strange. <laughs> or Doctor Strange, actually. Yeah, now that you mentioned I it. Was, um. I was thinking about that. So, so, so just to be clear, the power that he has where he can, I guess, transport himself away. Yeah, he teleports. Yeah. Teleports is not of a, it's not coming from a cloak like Doctor Strange like no. an ancient item or whatever it's coming from within right yeah okay. and the cloak kind of is used to at least in the comics it's used to um kind of uh be the focal point of the portal of going into this dark dimension mm. um but it's his body that's kind of got the dark dimension around it and yeah so i i haven't read uh the second series and the third series of cloak and dagger yet um, to kind of see where, where it goes as far as where does that power come from? Um, although I, I will, I will say this though, cloak and dagger, they are characters from my childhood um, from my youth. I should say maybe junior high um, and in high school uh, I, I bought comics. I had a, a series of comics that I bought in a row and I didn't really buy runs of comics much at all except for captain America, some Spider-Man 
Cloak and Dagger and Star Trek. Those were the ones that actually got some some comics in a row. And Cloak and Dagger have always just kind of fascinated me. I just never knew exactly how things worked underneath the cloak, so to speak. And, and um, I feel like anyway. I feel like that's good, especially in this age of television where everything is spelled out pretty specifically. I mean, we sort of demand that as fans, but it it also helps to sort of ground the universe and, and whatnot in the MCU. Whereas this is sort of almost mystical, but it's still based in science. You know that something bad happened and they were blinded by the science. Um, but it's still <laughs> kind of mystical in how it actually happens. And that's kind of fun too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're going to get more answers, but I think with some of this, letting it be, letting the mystery just be, I think you're right. I think we lose something in our in today's society and culture, especially American culture. We just want everything to be explained. We want to know every single detail about everything. And mystery doesn't intrigue us. It frustrates us. And, you know, not not just mystery in TV and mystery in what we're reading, uh, but mystery in just living. Uh, it's It's frustrating to not know why things happen or how things work. And so we're you know, constantly looking for answers. Not that the look, the search for answers is not a bad thing, but the search for answers becomes a crutch rather than becoming, you know, the thing that's exciting. You know, we're not searching for answers because, Ooh, we're exploring. We're searching for answers because, Ooh, we can't not know. You know, and I I hope you catch the negative spin there that I'm kind of (laughs) casting on that. But, um, as he does a MCU podcast about with the basis of it's all connected, but whatever. Hey man, it is all connected. It is. It Hashtag. is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I, are you okay? I'm not going to bring out the, the Winnie the Pooh metaphor <laughs> here, but um, seems uh, to me that someone is, someone has done a, a little backtracking. Someone, someone backtracked. Someone's a little, sounding a little, little less. Uh, yeah. Um, positive and a little more. Well, I, um, I think, I think what I did is I, is I, um, got to a place of, of Eeyore, a level of Eeyore, um, where my ticker dropped down a little bit and my Eeyore came up a little bit to where maybe I'm a little bit more even keel with the rest of the hosts on this show where, <laughs> <laughs> and it just seems that you're more negative. Just because right. you've been brought down a little right. bit, yeah, right. And okay. I think, right. and, and fair I think enough. That's fair what enough. happened. But but maybe okay. we'll right. we'll dive into my psychology of that <laughs> later <laughs> with Ant Man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we we not a lot of time. That's that's happening soon. Yeah, that's happening soon. All right. Uh, okay, so Ty wakes up. He's on top of this building. We need a flashback to um the dealing with the police. Ty's parents. Uh, are getting a cover-up story from the police. Basically, the shot never happened. The body was not found with bullets. It was um, found, you know, in the water and and, with drugs. um, But there wasn't any, yeah, and there wasn't any bullet holes. We got they found surveillance of Tyrone breaking into a car. Uh, The cop who did it, he he specifically says, "Yeah, um, would you say kid is redhead and a scar." 
and and Tyron's like, yeah, he says, nah, we don't have anyone like that on the force at all. I've been here forever and we don't have anyone like the force. So it, it, is it a cover up? Is it something else? Well, as he wanders around and finally gets out of the building and he's still wearing his bed sheets, <laughs> um, he sees his brother's killer when he exits the building and the guy is working for the, the drug enforcement uh, branch. Um, so this guy exists and not only does he exist, um, he's, he's still working with the police. So he tries to get home. He can't get home, uh, because he, he can't get a cab because he's wearing a bed sheet. Um, he finally gets home, misses the whole day of school at home. He's researching the guy who killed his brother. Um, his mom comes in, he has a fight with his mom and she's afraid of, of losing him. And then he goes to sleep. And he's going to wake up somewhere after the commercial break. Um, but we should also talk about Tandy. So anything more about Tyrone before we talk about Tandy with all the, the police cover-ups and stuff? Okay. So I don't know if they were actually covering it up or if the redhead cop with a scar on his face was doing something improper, i.e. impersonating impersonating a cop. When I watched this... The first time the cop showed up and he's like, no, kid, you don't know. I was like, oh, man, dirty cops. That's original. The second time I watched it, when the cop's like, no, kid, you don't know because I know you can trust me. And I'm like, well, wait a second. Maybe the cop is telling the truth and there's something deeper happening there. So while I'm okay with painting dirty cops with dirty brushes... I'm going to go with that in, in my television. <laughs> I, I, hey, I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's what's happening on this situation. It totally could be. And it's, it, it would be fun if it were, it'd be fun if it weren't. What's interesting to me is that I'm bringing up the question. Yeah. I, I think it at this point could go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I do think later we're going to see that the guy is a dirty cop because he is um, getting drugs from the evidence room, and, oh, yeah. and the only way he the only way he'd be able to do that is as a dirty cop. But um, you know, I mean, we're looking at this is ten years ago is what mm-hmm. they're what they're kind of staying ish, you know, because when they do come back from the flashback in the beginning of the episode, they don't say how many years have actually passed; they just say years later, right? Um, and and so we, how long ago it doesn't doesn't really matter. Um, it seems to me it's a stupid thing to lie about, though, that there's no one on the force who looks like that, because that's something you could actually kind of prove. Well, you know, like every single officer is going to have some form of photo identification. Right. Uh, that would be. And so not that they would have access to that. But if it, if something ever went to court. You know, that's well, that'd be, then he, you know, then that cop immediately discredits Tyrone too, by showing the video footage of him stealing this, this car stereo. So right, regardless right. of what Tyrone ever could say ever again, he's got this video of him stealing car stereos. Yeah. And I, I think you have the idea here of the, the, the blue line or whatever they call it, um, where there is. And it happens, unfortunately. I, and as I say this, I want to make sure people know I there are lots and lots and lots and lots and lots. And I would almost say probably majority of police officers are good people. And I, they're I will high stress situation, high stress job. And 
good people, but they also, especially in big cities like this, you hear about them protecting their own, you know, I, and I think that might be with situation what you have here, protecting our own. This is a bad situation. I mean, the case could be made that when he fired the shot, it was because of the explosion, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not that he wanted to kill the kid. He wasn't going to, I mean, he had his finger on the trigger, but the explosion happens and then bam, bam, bam. Right. I will absolutely go on record and say I I believe that most cops are good and that there's a few who make it bad for everybody else. Yeah, and you also have a few who make it bad for everyone else, but then they also expose, you know, problems. Mm-hmm. And there are definitely problems that need to be dealt with and taken care of, and this show is exploring one of those problems and mm-hmm. uh without without going as close as they could have. Uh, I mean, they they could have really played up the 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 racial reality of things, they don't hang a lampshade on it, but it's, it's definitely there. I, yes, I see what you're saying about that. I'm not sure they even need to. I'm, I I think, I think playing that down is better than playing it even, you know, sort of middle of the road. I mean, because we live in a world now in 2018 where this is a constant thing. We're always, you know, the 24-hour news cycle, there's there's shootings and, and people with guns and cops and all that sort of stuff is happening all the time. We don't necessarily need it in our TV, but we can see when it's there and we can see the underlying thing that's when it's there. I hope that in 10 years, this show is irrelevant. But anyway, <laughs> the, well, that, and, and, that part of it is yeah. irrelevant, I guess, is the way to put it. But And the way that they do it, though. It's mm-hmm. it's there and it's it's there as it's just part of this world. I mean, the conversation with his mom when they had the fight, and he says, you know, you're just afraid that I'm going to mess up and you're going to lose me, and and then she's like, no, I'm afraid that you're going to do everything perfect and I'm still going to lose you. Absolutely, you know, and, and that's is just the reality of her as a mother looking at um, society and saying. I, I have things to fear here and, you know, whatever you want to say about the reality of things, um, perception is reality and her perception is absolutely, I could lose my child. And, and again, I'm saying this, I'm not living a, a life where I have to think about those things mm-hmm. for my own children. Um, and, and I, I just don't, you know, I, I don't have to worry is my my son going to get arrested because he's walking alone and he looks suspicious? Um, and so they that's definitely part of the background here. And um, it's something that maybe I'm even missing a level of subtext. Or maybe it's not even subtext. Maybe I'm just missing a level of text as well. But um, but mm. it's there. And, and I have to say, I, I appreciate it. Because while I don't have to worry about that, um, I have friends who do. You know, and and I want to, you know, understand them and 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 be able to be empathetic. And one way that you understand and be, and gain empathy is through story. And part of it is through real life stories, and some is through fictional stories. And yeah, so. Um, and it's it's worth pointing out here that um, Gloria Rubin, the actress playing Tyrone's mother, should have a grasp on a the future. B perception and C making awesome cookies because she's the Oracle from the matrix movies. No, the matrix sequels. Yeah. 
No. Not not the first one, because the lady who played the Oracle in the first one passed before they could get to the second and third one. Uh, yeah, I, I remember that. But I, she's the second. I, she's the second and third one. She's too young. No. Wow. No. Wow. Are you yeah, serious? Yeah. Okay. You All right. Well, we'll talk. Hey. We'll talk about her powers <laughs> in a little <laughs> bit here. But, um. Huh. That's that's cool. Uh, let's talk about Tandy a little bit mm-hmm. now. So Tandy actually comes home as well, and she pours herself. Oh no, she her Tandy's at home. Her mom comes home and pours herself a drink. Mm-hmm. And it's been three weeks since Tandy has been home. Now, when Tandy does come home, she um, gets a secret bag out and puts the money in it and everything like that. Um, Which is a bag and, from from her, you know. Uh, that that was her her ballet bag. Yeah, yeah, and so all of those lost dreams that would have mm-hmm. gone into the the ballet bag are now being replaced by stolen money and drugs. Um, so not stolen money, but money from ill-gotten gains. Um, so mom mentions she's now seeing a lawyer who can help them with their case. Uh, with with Roxanne and Roxanne. <laughs> Roxon rocks off uh, with Roxon. <laughs> Roxon, I'm not even gonna say it now. Anyway, they touch, and with a touch, she sees her mom helping her with her ballet shoes. And flashback, mom and dad speak to her and talk about how Tandy herself used to be so full of hope. And when they back away from this, mom doesn't see anything. Uh, she didn't see anything. Um, but it's really interesting. This 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 is not a power that I recognize from the comics. It may be from way later in the comics, but I'm reading the very, very early stuff. This is, from what I understand, new for the show. But um, she sees this kind of vision of her mom's, I don't know, hopes and dreams? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. And it happened again later in episode two um, where – she he he did it with with his mom that sounded yeah but that was totally different um this is kind of gauzy and bright uh right. that one is gray and dim uh which we will talk about but um yeah so she goes to the ballet with one of the stolen tickets that they had that they couldn't sell as easily because the the tickets would be reported as stolen um so she gets inside with the tickets but instead of sitting in the seats she goes to the walkways above the stage and watches people doing the things that she might have been on track to do or i mean maybe not as the lead dancer but um unless she learned to focus maybe she would have learned to focus who knows but yeah so um act 5 puts us in uh, the trunk of a car, which is uh, Ty, Ty's powers are activated. I don't think this ever happened to him before, except for when they were in the car in, underwater. Uh, but he's teleporting himself and he's in the trunk of a car and that's kind of scary. And it's actually the cop's car. And uh, we'll, we'll get to what happens there in a moment. But um kind of have this happening side by side he's he's in the car tandy gets approached by some guys who push her in an alley and one of the guys is dude from her robbery um meanwhile we get a flashback of ty and tandy as children on the beach and then he 
he tells her, you know, he, he sends his friends away because he has plans for her. And he just keeps telling her, you know, just let it happen. Just let it happen. Um, don't fight this. You know, you owe me that kind of thing. Um, and so she doesn't know what she's doing, but she stabs him with a light dagger and he's, he falls down and she's, she gets out of there. Um, meanwhile, Ty in the trunk finds drugs in the trunk. And when the cop opens the trunk, he throws drugs on the guy and then runs away. The cop chases him down and grabs Ty by the throat. And we get a flashback to the moment when, uh, and I, I, this is Tyrone, I think seeing what this guy thinks about that moment because he realizes who Tyrone is, um, where, uh, the cop, um, shoots his brother and is scared. Um, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Call my uncle. He'll help him, help me out of this. Um, so the cop chases him, shoots at him and suddenly he finds himself back home with the tarp from this warehouse where they were and a bullet from the cop is in his room. And, uh, and so then Tandy and Ty remember and they reminisce. Tandy has the sweatshirt, his brother's sweatshirt, um, that she got from, from Tyrone when, at the accident. And Tyrone has a ballet shoe that was on a tree. Um, but it was obviously hers, uh, also from that accident. So they both have this kind of, um, this tangible item that they have brought back with, you know, from their memory, um, this sweatshirt that she still wears 10 years later and that ballet shoe that he still hung on to 10 years later. But well, I, think I would we get, I would too, oh, go ahead. by the way, if hang on uh, to the ballet shoe. Yeah. If I, if I, if that happened to me, I'd hang on to something, even if it was like a, a, glass of sand or a pocket full of sand or something yeah it's interesting though she put on that the sweatshirt earlier in this episode when she was doing drugs you know it's like she put that on it's like she's become this um you know she's embodying herself into darkness well she she asks liam her boyfriend about you know believing in angels after they are together and um so I, I feel like she thinks that Tyrone is her angel from that night. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so here's what I'm wondering. You know, Tyrone is being held by the throat. We get a flashback to that moment, um, which is quite possibly for that cop, one of the darkest moments that ever happened is he he, he murders a kid. And maybe an accidental thing. It may, have, may not have been as accidental as um, – as he would like it to be. But um, I'm, I'm wondering is, is this where Tandy sees people like what they hope for and Tyrone sees people like what they um, hate from their past or no, no, it's not because we have, we have stuff in, in the second episode, but so maybe it's what they hope for is what Tandy's able to see in her visions. And she's the girl without hope. And then you have Tyrone who is seeing like the deepest, darkest fears, fears mm-hmm. you know, and he, he is someone who is more um, optimistic. I, I don't know. It's an interesting, so. it's an interesting paradigm. And I was going to ask you if that was in the, um, if that was in the comics and, and you answered. So yeah, nothing that I've read. 
Um, yeah. So that's the pilot episode. And, and I want to park here for just a moment, just a moment and just say, this is one of the best pilot episodes of, of the MCU. Hmm. In, right. in my opinion, not not necessarily the best, and I, I'd have to really think hard if I was going to put them in a, in a ranking. Um, but this is definitely up there. This yes, is, it this is. is way up there. It's I, very I good. Really like this episode. It it again, it tells you everything you need to know about the characters without um, getting too lost in them. Um, and yeah, I I liked it. I would watch yeah, there. One. There's mystery, there's questions, but there's definitely answers. I mean, as far as saying, who are these people that we're going to be spending all this time with? Because if we're going to spend all our time with these two people, we better either like them or at least be interested in, in them. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I feel like they've done a good job of creating two characters that I want to know what happens next. And I think it goes beyond just being a, a young adult, um, you know, story. I, I think it's, I think it's, it, it feels fairly universal. Yeah. And I, even, even in its, it's, it feels fairly universal, even though it's very specific as far as, you know, these kind of what cultures they come from and what place they are coming from. Yep. And that's good. That's good storytelling. Very much so. So suicide sprint act one in the aftermath of what happened in the first episode, both Tyrone and Tandy tries out their powers and both fail and both try to move on with their life and both have questions. And so Tyrone's father asks him to try to be more like Larry Bird or maybe just more like mom, (laughs) you know, work hard basically is what it comes down to work hard at school. Father Delgado. Oh, go ahead. I was going to, I was going to say two things. One that, um, yes, work hard and, and, you know, the, the power of work matters. And also don't be like a host of the welcome to level seven podcast, where you think that Gloria Rubin was the Oracle in the matrix, because he cannot find any evidence of that's fact and IMDb. So I'm going to rescind my statement. Move on, please. <laughs> so does this mean I have to, I don't have to edit it out. You don't have to edit it out. <laughs> Because we've 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 corrected it here. Okay. We've corrected so. it in in the show. <laughs> All right. All right. Very good. I'm telling you that the lady who played the the first lady, older. her name was Gloria Foster. The mom is named Gloria oh. Rubin. Somehow in my brain, it's been around a while, uh, got it confused. I don't know how or why. Well, would you say that you know, you thought you knew about them. Would you say that maybe Gloria, Gloria, I think I got your number. Is that, would you No. that? Why did I say that? I, I said that out loud. You did. Yeah. I did, but I didn't <laughs> sing it. So there's that. Uh, well, no we'll we will, we will thank our blessings. Uh, maybe I do need to edit this out. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> um, at school, father Delgado tells, Tyrone, he needs to let go of the poison that's driving him. And, um, but Tyrone wonders if the poison is actually what brought him to his brother's killer. And he wonders it out loud, kind of like we were talking out loud <laughs> about your, your, See, uh, I did that on purpose. And, and my, uh, I did terrible, that on terrible, purpose. stupid joke. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it was. Purpose. But he, he, <laughs> he wonders it out loud, but vaguely compared to us, which were, we were specific. <laughs> um, and 
Yeah, but the, uh, Father Delgado, by the way, is a, char- a comic book character. He, oh, he is? He's uh, a priest. Yeah, he's a priest at a church where they take refuge um, as their um, – that's kind of their base of operations as they go out in their, their vigilante uh, crusade against crime. So meanwhile, Tandy is afraid that she's a killer. So she looks to her partner in crime for help and uh, wondering, you know, what should she hope for? They're going to actually call the hospital. Um, but she doesn't know if she wants her attacker to be alive. So that means he did, she didn't kill him. But he can ID her or to be dead. And she's a killer. Um, yeah, and, and meanwhile, we have a cop investigating the crime scene that Tandy left behind. So that is act one. And did you notice the obvious Joss Whedon reference in the very beginning of the episode? It may not be as obvious as you thought, because no, I did not. <laughs> or it could also be an obvious New Orleans um, Princess and the Frog reference. Those were fireflies. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't call it that, but I, I forgot about that. You're right. Yeah. I, and, and they don't really tie into anything later on no. in this episode. I, I think that that might be foreshadowing for something later on. I, I hope so, because otherwise it's a really expensive 30-second commercial. <laughs> I, to, um, to be honest, it, it's it's expense. If it doesn't tie into anything, that's a really expensive not tying into anything thing. Um, and I would be surprised that that flew. It definitely I sets completely mode. forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, it feels like maybe there's some thematic connection yeah definitely as far as the light and but yeah they're all being kind of attracted to something Mm -hmm. these fireflies and then the song actually talks about light and stuff by the way music is a big part of this Mm -hmm. both of these episodes i'm I'm expecting it to be a big part of the entire series um and some of them i'm watching with subtitles on and you see the lyrics and they're a little on the nose when it comes to like the theme of what's happening in the scene, but uh, they tie in well, and they definitely—they're not necessarily even some of these things are not things I would listen to myself. But yeah, I'm—I uh, feel like again, it just sets it sets the tone, and and along with that, it's just there's a high quality of storytelling going on from the film to the 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 music choice to the acting it's mm-hmm. it's high high quality did you go away ben and tyrone is doing some investigation ben healing area so he runs gets to practice and everyone is running suicide sprints because of him and he's not allowed to which means he has to sit in the bleachers and watch them all as they are running because of him. And they all get to see him sitting in the bleachers, not running, which that's what the coach wants. That's what the coach, you know, he's setting up something. Um, he's setting up a code red is what he's setting up. Do you know that reference? Yeah. <laughs> can I, can I handle this? Can I handle the truth? Yeah. Can you handle the truth? I don't know if I can handle the truth because I need <laughs> yeah, you to code red from uh, a few, a few good, good men. men. Yeah. 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 Um, that's we'll get by to the it. way, that's we'll a fantastic movie and you should it watch is. it. 
If you have it not is. seen I it. went I went and saw that movie with my friends in high school. And when we watched out we, we walked out of the theater, my one friend, he just he was pumping his fists and he was like, Oh man, he was just so um adrenal uh, adrenalized. He was just like so like, you can't handle the truth. And he's like all swinging his arms around and um, I, yeah. I saw that it, movie with fun. A, uh, an older member of our church who was kind of taking me on as like a, a big brother type of thing. And so when when uh, Demi Moore and Tom Cruise were having lobsters, he was like, oh, man, what did I take this like 10-year-old kid to see? Oh, man. And then nothing happened and he worked out okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, speaking of Roxanne, although I wasn't, um, <laughs> Tan- Tandy returns home to get her – in my notes, it actually makes sense, but um, yeah. Tandy returns home to get her money so she can buy a new identity. Uh, they went to a cleaners, and this cleaners um, is a place where you can go and get criminal things that you need for your criminal actions. But it's expensive to get an entirely new identity. And, and to be fair, it is not it, a charity. <laughs> it's not. It's, no. It's, 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 He's a businessman. It's crime. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not only crime. It's like, it's not only a business. It's it's criminal business. You know, like, I, I'm sorry. I just maybe I, I, I'm biased, but I just don't expect my criminals to you know get handouts. Yeah, no. I just don't expect them to no. be nice. No. Yeah. Although the guy, he's he's nice. He's just not nice enough to like give them a good deal. So she needs the money, and so she goes get the money and her mom is at home and her mom is with that lawyer guy who's wearing one of her mom's robes and uh, the lawyer guy is going to help them without lawsuit but all of tandy's money is spent it's spent on lawsuits and drugs i think more of one and less of the other to be honest well i can't put a percentage on it that's I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to make a pie chart. Let's put it that way. But, <laughs> oh, um, but I do want pie. <laughs> harsh words are spoken, and Tandy storms out. Mm-hmm. And then they go. They try to get the deal. They can't get the deal. But Tandy has an idea. They are going to infiltrate a wedding. They're going to crash this wedding, and they're going to steal the money that she needs for her new ID, so she can no longer be Tandy Bowen, who can get in trouble for stabbing a guy with a weapon that no longer exists. Right. So did you catch what, how she, so there was a guy in the, in the, the setup of the scene, he's talking about um, needing his pictures cleaned or not pictures cleaned, pictures taken because his suit his tux is, is badly beaten up or something like that. And he's like, I need the Cumberbatch mended. Yes. Okay, yes. so that wasn't just me. Okay, good. Nope, nope. It's not really. It. It's not really called a cumberbatch, right? It's really called a cumberbun. My my tired cumberbun. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Although cumberbun is actually sometimes used when people say the name Benedict Cumberbatch. Right. Okay. That's yeah. that's the last connection to the MCU. We're going to talk about it for this episode. Go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's an interesting uh, connection to the MCU because usually it's not a fourth wall kind of thing. Right. You know, <laughs> right. but this one, yeah. Yeah. But see, in the MCU, I assume that Benedict Cumberbatch still does play Sherlock Holmes. And 
and he does the voice of Smog for uh, for the Lord of the Rings movies, mm-hmm. but um, just never played Doctor Doctor Strange. He thankfully was not cast in um, Into Darkness, therefore not having to have the weird con um, recast. So that that worked out nicely Ugh. for the MCU. Problematic in so many ways. I'm the only one Most laughing them, at that joke. <laughs> yeah. Most of them are, are geek rage. But yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I, I have to say, once I realized what she was doing, she sees the dress and she's like, I, I need to, I need, I need you to trust us. Here's a down payment. We're going to bring the rest of the money, but I need to borrow something from you. What does she need to borrow? One of the dresses from the rack that's going to get dry cleaned. And so uh, Tandy and the guy, they do a good job crashing the wedding. Uh, she mentions that there's three cash grabs and they're just going to see what's going to work best. Um, but while they're waiting, things happen in the wedding. And, and one of them is that Tandy is sitting there and her hand starts to glow uh, under the table. Um, meanwhile, Ty on his own runs the suicide sprints after practice. Um, he doesn't have to do it. It's in the gym in the dark. No one knows what he's doing. Uh, but you know what they say about character? Character is what you do when no one is watching. And he feels bad about what happened to the team. He's doing this because he feels bad about what happened to the team. No one on the team knows that he's doing this. Also, I'd venture to guess they might not care, even if they did know. Because right. in the locker room, he's attacked by three other teammates who are angry about the suicides they had to run and worried about the semifinals that they have to play. And is he going to be able to stand up to it? Ty tries to teleport away. It's kind of a funny moment where he grabs uh, some sort of tarp or something, pulls it over him, and then pulls it back. And no, they're still there. Um, Gets punched and in the face. they punch him. Yeah, he, they knock him out. And I wonder when we come back, are we going to see that he's teleported away? Because so far, he's only teleported in sleep, really. Um, but no, he wakes up locked in the equipment cage and he gets out using a baseball bat. Um, calls his mom, lies to his mom about practice and then takes his bat to where the cop has been. The cop pulls up Tyrone, uh, watches. He makes a noise accidentally. So the cop investigates, but Ty Tyrone is gone. Did he teleport or just hide? I don't know. I don't know. Meanwhile, Tandy and the guy, I, I don't even know the guy's name. I don't like him. <laughs> I just, oh, the boyfriend, the guy. I don't like him at all. His name's no. Liam. And I actually, I, I don't hate him. I, he's an interesting, um, again, most of the time in these stories, you see the cute little white girl being taken advantage by the, you know, the sleazy guy with like the slick black, you know, black hair. And who has been, you can tell he's been smoking like 9,000 cigarettes a day and all that sort of stuff. And this is not that. So it's an interesting sort of, not, you know, it's an interesting thing that's happening in this show um, where they're turning their stereotypes on their head. I I agree. And and I like him a little better because of this scene we're going to talk about now. Mm-hmm. She touches him and she sees his, I guess, hopes and dreams. And mm-hmm. that's to be with her forever. And it feels, I mean, it's genuine. And I have to assume that she's seeing the truth. Um she stumbles away from it though, ends up in the bathroom with the maid of honor who has all the tips for the bartenders and the musicians and 
So she is able to steal the tips out of the out of her purse and replace it with um, uh, torn up wedding programs or whatever. Um, they lift the bar money, and then they also take the birdcage with all the <laughs> wedding cards in it. And then, top it all off, before they get caught, they steal the convertible that has just married on the back of it with all the cans and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I yeah. think, I think uh, the insult maid of honor, to injury, I think is what they call that. I think the maid of honor is going to go from resting basic face to something a little bit worse. Ah, uh, resting basic face. I hate the idea of resting face because my resting face is just kind of, <laughs> ugh. So I've been told I have to work on my resting face. So <laughs> what it's a perfect I, face for podcasting. What can I say? There you go. Um, yeah. There's cursing in this. There's actually, you know, language. Um, and so if you are a person who, I guess I should have led with this, but if you're a person who, who is kind of offended by language, this is not the show for you. It's also not the show to watch in front of your kids. Um, so that surprises yeah. me that they made resting basic face rather than the alternative, the more commonly known alternative. Well, you watched it on Freeform, right? Yeah. Like live? Yeah. And and the language is in that? Yeah. Like over? Okay. Um, I mean, it's cable it's language. Cable. It's also TV 14 language. Yeah. Right. Um, this is definitely, yeah, TV 14. It, it earns it with the subject matter and the, and the language. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I just remember, I mean, back in my day, there was no language <laughs> on TV whatsoever, you know? Even on basic cable. Yeah. Even on basic cable. Um, yeah, so Tyrone and his, those three guys who attack him, uh, it's interesting because both attacks that have happened with Tyrone and Tandy were three guys mm-hmm. to start with. Um, I don't know, just a little bit of a, what's well, uh, a magic number. That's how many, you know, it's threatening. It's true. Three. It's a magic number. Oh, yes, it is. Okay. Ben, you're singing again. I, this is not again. This is the first time I'm saying for this episode. Um, so in, in our final act, um, Tyrone actually touches his mother, uh, as they have a conversation and, and, uh, he sees her fear. Um, and he sees that she has been poisoned with fear and this causes him to decide to go after the cop. Uh, he gets his mom's gun, um, which she was going to use, I think, to kill a raccoon that's been getting into the garbage. That's a big gun to kill that, that raccoon. <laughs> that raccoon was not going to stand a chance. No, so, she's um, going to pull that. She's going to pull that gun out. You feel lucky, kid. Oh man! <laughs> and city raccoons, man, they're the right. worst. There they are. The they worst. Just, they just don't care. No, they just don't care. They they'll come up on our back porch and we'll open the back door. And they'll just look at us like, what, what are you doing here? You know, why, why are you bothering? What, what are you doing here? This is my porch. Are, are, so, so you're saying that your, your raccoons are, are really just trash pandas. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They, they okay. just, they just look at you and they're like, you are, and we, they would get into our trash cans. Uh, we, we ended up having to like put rocks on the lids and they would still manage <laughs> to get it off. And, like everything I would do, like they're, they're creative and they're clever and, and they're terrible. 
but that's where we see that she has the gun and that's Chekhov's gun, honestly, is, um, <laughs> that gets hung up on the, the wall, so to speak. Um, he takes the gun, goes after the cop. And I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he takes a shot, but then he disappears, uh, and teleports, you know, did he, did he hit the cop? I, I don't think so. Cause I think the bullet went through Tandy's car. Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll get to that in a second here. I think but, the cop um, thought he got hit too. Yeah. I thought he got hit. The cop thought he got hit, but then I don't think he got hit because, uh, you know, Tandy no can't blood. commit to this. Yeah. T- Tandy can't commit to Liam. And so she leaves him behind and she takes off with her new ID and the car. Um, now, Liam is, he gets arrested. And so that's going to be trouble. But um, as she's driving, there's a gunshot, there's a yell, and she goes off the road because the bullet goes through the windshield. Oh, that so, must have been the that must have been the car accident because now that I'm thinking about that, the fireflies sort of went over the um, the the bird cage with all the money in it. You're right. And so, so and the, so that must be. An, I mean, I don't remember seeing a wrecked car in that first shot, but that must have been the first. Um, that it's must a have convertible. Been, yeah, that must that have been bird that, cage is going to go flying. Yeah, that must have been the connecting tissue. Mm. Yeah, so there's a gunshot, there's a yell, she's forced off the road, um, but it makes it feel like maybe he teleported right at the moment of the shot? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Maybe there was two shots. He must have teleported the, sh- the bullet, too. <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't know. I don't know. Um, there's, there's, there's lots to their powers that they haven't explained yet, which... You know, explain it well or don't explain it at all. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. And at this point, I'm willing to give it to them. This is not uh, uh, lacking of in of good storytelling. Oh that no, we don't know these things. I, I think it's actually there. There's some really good stuff going on here as far as the just the storytelling and the the series itself. I mean, I'm excited about the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that I was, you know, similarly excited when I watch, uh, uh, you know, Agents of Shield. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm ready for the next episode, and um, watching these two episodes back to back, that was that was great. So, yeah, cloak and dagger. I really liked one more one more thing. I and I was really impressed with this, especially on the second time watching it. The the female cop who was investigating Tandy and Liam didn't say a word, not one yeah. single word until the very last thing when she arrested Liam. I don't know why. I don't know if that was just a style. Hey, look, let's do this. It looks cool. But that was awesome. I really appreciated that. I think it's a stylistic choice to kind of say, here's this kind of um, this force that's coming after them. Mm hmm. You know, and, you know, I, d- I don't know her name, so I want to I want to check and see if it's the same as the the cop that investigates them in, in their original miniseries. Um, so that's something we'll come back to next episode. I, I'm not in a place where I can rewatch and I'm not in a place, honestly, where I can um, look up, look up things easily. 
Um, I have to be careful as far as how I use my data now. This episode is actually costing us money in a way that uh, most, well, it's not going to cost us as much as the opening episode of Inhumans cost us. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> and, but and because the way we're driven, set up, this is... <laughs> and as I have driven down the Indiana toll roads, I can agree with you. Yeah, yeah. But... um. Yeah, so I we'll come back to this next week, though. Yeah, it'll and be an interesting be, to see where where that cop it lands in the spectrum of this show. You know, is she good with a little bit of bad around her? Is she got a perfect golden halo? You know, what's going on with her? Um, yeah, I the other one I'm I'm kind of upset about is the is Father Delgado. Um, after at the very last scene he's in um he's at oh a, yeah he's yeah. at a gas station or something and the lady in front of him is buying wine and couldn't find it and even like saint anthony asked saint anthony to find the 20 dollar bill she had or whatever and he's just smiling and nodding and then he puts his bread down and grabs a fifth of whiskey or whatever it is um I, it's getting tiresome to have priests always be bad I don't know if he's bad, though. I mean, he gives good advice to Tyrone. Yeah, I don't know. I just... I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to say I don't think he's going to be bad. I think he's going to have trouble. And alcoholism might be and, and his, to the be vice fair, that he you know, has. But. At the end of the day, he's a human being, and human beings have trouble. I just am... And and he wouldn't be a he wouldn't be on a TV show if he was just always okay. So I guess I get that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I, I hope they don't go that route. Where because in, in the comics, well, again, I haven't read too far into the like the near past, mm-hmm. but um, he's a, he's a genuinely good person who really wants to help them, and and is actually kind of caught in between. Because he wants to help them, but at the same time, they're committing crimes because of the way that they go about fighting crime. And it's interesting because they're put up as a, um, a kind of a counterpoint with Punisher, mm. where Punisher is just ridiculously going after criminals in one of their one of the one of the issues that they show up in. He's just like he he shoots um, at some people for littering. And then uh, it distracts a cab driver who accidentally runs a red light because he hears the, the gunshot. And so he starts to go after the cab driver. And it's like, it's just ridiculous. And it's meant to be. And, and then they're put up against, you know, that where they have a vendetta against um, anyone who's a part of the, the drug trade. And they actually end up at a, at a point where they end up trying to help people as well. Um, people who are affected by drugs and, and, uh, you know, addicted to, to, uh, narcotics, but, um, it's interesting the, the way it kind of paints that picture for them. They're kind of, are they leaning more toward the Spider-Man side or are they leaning more toward the Punisher side? And there's some, there's some good storytelling as far as eighties comic books go. It's a good run, but, um, yeah. It'd be interesting uh, to see where the show takes us. It will be, it will be. So um, I would like to encourage everyone who's listening to please write in to feedback at welcome to level com. Let us know what you thought about cloak and dagger. Again, I'm not in a place where I really could access that, but um, this is also a 
been a super long episode is because we're talking about two different episodes. So next episode is when we will have uh, feedback from episode one and episode two. And then honestly, episode three as well. It's going to be, you know, the episodes come out on Thursday. It's going to be Sunday before we can even record about it next uh, for episode three. So let us know. And if you're listening way in the future, you're, you're listening right now and we're in the middle of uh, you know, you're listening to this about Cloak and Dagger, but we're in the middle of season six of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Go ahead and write in and let us know what you think about the series about about Cloak and Dagger. And uh, yeah, we still want to hear from you, even if you're not listening live with us, because you don't have to. Although Inhumans is not or, or most of the episodes. <laughs> of they're not on Hulu anymore, is what I was saying. Because <laughs> <laughs> not everything stays on Hulu forever. That's probably for the best. <laughs> any any other thoughts here, uh, Stuart? Before we, we close this down? No, I'm I'm happy with this show. Um, like I said, I'm excited to see where it goes, and I'm excited to see how we get there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I just want to say thank you so much for listening again. And uh, if you're wondering, you know why uh, maybe we we sound a little bit. A little bit different, maybe. A little, I don't know. We're not not a little bit off, maybe. It's because, honestly, I had a day, and it's possible I started this party too early. Thanks once more for listening. You've heard us. Now we'd love to hear from you. Just go to welcome to level seven.com slash feedback to contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five level seven. You can also join the conversation by liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash welcome to level seven, or by following us on Twitter where we are level seven pod. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh at our clean comedy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, Godspeed. You recorded it all, right? Uh Uh-huh. Let me...